Hi everyone, this is the Complex PTSD Guy here. I wanted to share what I think is a very much common occurrence when people with any form of PTSD are in social settings, especially when there is more alcohol involved than what would be normal. The title for the show is Socializing and Communication Skills. When you mess up, don't beat yourself up. I'll start out by saying that I'm not a doctor or therapist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas and experiences. So remember in my last podcast how I shared movies about people with PTSD and the common theme was that many of the characters have a hard time adjusting in their day-to-day normal environment. That's true for me too. I have struggled with that for years. Well, I also mentioned on my October 12th podcast that a group of my coworkers and I were going out on a haunted tour this month. We ended up going this past Saturday the 23rd for a midnight haunted ride in Alton, Illinois. I have to say, the night was fun. It was The tour was surprising, and it shows me I still have some things to work on in regards to socializing with my colleagues. First off, if you ever happen to be in a town called Alton, Illinois, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you stop at a bar that we went to. I know I try to promote, you know, we shouldn't drink and stuff, and just because you go to a bar, you don't have to drink. This bar is fun, no matter if you're drinking or not. Um, The town of Alton is about 27,000 people. And it's roughly about 30 minutes from St. Louis. So a lot of people from St. Louis, they go to this bar. And it's about an hour and a half from Springfield, Illinois, which is where we were coming from. So you get Springfield people, St. Louis people, Alton people. It's a really awesome mix of people. When we first arrived in Alton, it was about 8 p.m. There were five of us from my job that carpooled. And I was glad that I didn't have to drive. Another guy offered to drive. This bar was almost like a dance club slash Americana night spot slash an everyday working man woman's bar. It's called Fast Eddie's. When we pulled up, there were legitimately like 100 cars in the parking lot, at least. And we we just couldn't believe how many cars there were. And one of the people that was with us was like, oh yeah, this place is always like this. So there was a lot of people. I think this place has been around for 30 or 40 years that's just a guess it's a huge building when you first walk in there's a normal size bar and then there are like three or four separate rooms that are only half walled off so you can actually see everybody in there but there's sort of like a wall kind of separating you that you can see over to your right is a huge grill where they cook things like kebabs and cocktail shrimp and burgers and fries It's all very affordable, and it's only in cash, by the way, which I think makes the place a little mysterious in a good way. In the room that is separated by a large wall, you go into the right after placing your order, and there are probably about 50 tables. There's low tables, there's high top tables, there's bar stools, and they're all completely filled with people. First of all, one of the things I love most is that this is clearly a people-watching bar, meaning these people are here to find a possible playmate for the night, male or female, and they're they're checking you out, but they all kind of hang out with their own groups, but everybody is watching everybody in a good way, not a judgmental way. The crowd was aged in my age group largely, which I like. 
I feel like I just don't see people my age out much unless it's a more family-oriented restaurant because usually they're at home with their kids um, and they just don't go out as much, it seems like. But there were a lot of people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. That was most of the age groups. And then there was a nice pair of people in their 20s. They had a really great live band. They were amazing. They played songs from like the movie Grease. They played Backstreet Boys. They played Kesha. They played Nicki Minaj. They did all types of music and they were, everybody loved it. The very best, best part of the whole night was just seeing people of all ages dancing and having a blast. Since COVID has happened, I have not witnessed this type of atmosphere anywhere. No one there had a mask on, by the way. It was just laughing and having a great time, dancing and drinking and being with your friends. I did end up drinking more than normal, particularly since I knew I didn't have to drive. Um, And I tried to stick with my gluten-free meal that I've been trying to do lately. Um, It just makes my digestive system feel better. So I drank wine. Um, I drank red wine and then I had shrimp rather than having like a burger. Uh, We did several shots, which I have not done in years. Um, I don't normally do that, but since we were all out and together, I just thought I would do it just to bond with my colleagues. I have to say there was a table directly across from us and there was a certain somebody who was obviously looking at me and like flirting with me, but I was just there to have fun with my colleagues. So I just let them keep looking. It's definitely a flirty bar though. And every age group is flirty. It's not just the young people. The old people are looking at you too. But it was fun. I'm definitely going back to Fast Eddie's. I've heard people talk about that place for years, and now I know why. We were there until about 10 p.m., so we were there for two hours. And our haunted tour started at 10.30. I wanted to see a historical landmark that I had written about in college, but we didn't have time to get to it on our own. It was a location where a man who ran a local newspaper, he was murdered by a mob of people who came over from the Mississippi River from Missouri. Alton is right across from the, from Missouri. It's right across the Mississippi River. And Missouri back in the 1800s was a slave state and Illinois was a free state. And in 1837, a man named Elijah Parrish Lovejoy, he was the newspaper editor. He was murdered for printing things saying that slavery was sinful. And the people in Missouri who held slaves did not like hearing that they were sinful. So they ended up coming over and ironically, people who didn't want to be thought of as sinful murdered somebody. Go figure. Some say it was the first shot of the American Civil War. Lincoln even kind of thought that. I believe he wrote about it. And this was somewhat 20 plus years before the Civil War started, but some say it was the first shot. But to my surprise, our tour guide on the haunted tour, she mentioned Lovejoy, and she even took us to his grave. I was really surprised by this, because I didn't think I was going to see anything about him. She still didn't take us by the location where he was murdered, and I know where that location is, but there was a, where she did take us, it was a huge lit-up monument, and take it, this was like 11.30, almost midnight, so we had to go somewhere that was lit up. Um, she took us up there, it was more easily accessible and visible. So I can see why she went there rather than where he was actually murdered. Most of the sites we went to were in these old vacant buildings. And she seemed to talk a lot about kids who were abused or have approached her as ghosts. I will say the tour was pretty long and we were pretty tired by the end of it. 
The one particular thing I wanted to mention was when we were at Fast Eddie's, I did drink a little more than normal, and I did those shots. Like I said, I don't normally do. And I said something that was a little too forward to two of my colleagues. And this is where the title for this podcast comes from. So the title is Socializing and Communication Skills. I had something on my chest throughout the night because two of my colleagues, a man and a woman, they were sort of like tied at the hip all night, so to speak. And after our last tour stop, I went up to them and I was like, you two look like you would make a great couple. Um, You've been kind of attached all night long. And I even said, you've been so, you're standing so close to each other, you could have a baby. I was, I was joking in a joking sense, but I immediately thought to myself, damn it, Ben, you put your foot in your mouth. You're not supposed to do that. Um, Whenever I said this, the guy actually just laughed and the woman, she sort of didn't know what to seem, but she didn't seem upset. Um, She didn't know what to think, but she didn't seem upset. It may not have been as big as a deal as I made it out in my head. I had to remind myself, you know, don't beat yourself up. You just said what you were seeing, what you were thinking. And maybe I was right. Maybe they like each other. One thing that it did do was it immediately sort of triggered that old feeling of incompetence, which goes back to the being brought up and having complex PTSD from your youth, that whole incompetence thing, because I didn't know what they were thinking of what I said. And I didn't know why I even had to blurt out what I said. It just felt like, in my mind, come on, you guys, just get it over already and make out. Like, you know, it just seemed like they liked each other, so I just blurted it out. That was my mindset in regards to them. And in my own personal life, I'm a very forward person when I like somebody, so maybe that's why I saw it that way. That's what I will have to tell them if they bring it up, like, because that's how I see things and that's how I am. Like, if I like somebody, you're going to know I like you really quick because I'm, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm just going to ask you out. So as we drove back home, everything was fine. Um, I chatted with one of the other women about spooky occurrences in my life because she's really into ghosts and spirits, and she kept talking about that. I just told her about a few dreams I've had that seemed to come true, which has only been three or four times in my life. So all in all, I think it was a really nice night. But the socializing, I just sort of need to learn to keep my mouth shut and not immediately say things because it's how I'm seeing it. Um, It's almost like I'm a little bit too spur of the moment and spontaneous. And I feel like most people are not that way in life, but I am. I I know I'm not going to just immediately go back to isolating like I used to do. Because anytime something like this used to happen, I immediately used to just want to like hide or isolate because it just, it didn't make sense how they responded to what I said, but that's because I'm seeing it different. So if my colleagues were bothered by what I said, or they ask, why did you say that? I'll just have to say, I meant it innocently. I didn't mean to upset you, but that's how I see it. And that's how I would approach it. But they sure didn't seem upset. And maybe I did a good thing. Who knows? I won't let it deter me from trying to just get out more. I'm just glad I didn't do anything really stupid like I've done in the past where I get like explosive or something. Um, So I guess it all just takes time. But this is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.